Good morning and welcome to The Scorecard, your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 16th of December. I'm Liam Flanagan and wow, what a lineup we've got for you today. Mark Hunt and Paul Gallen come to blows at the weigh-in for the Sydney Super Fight, one of the more offensively worded call-outs Instagram's ever seen, and could Peter Siddle be Benjamin Button? But before all that, the Aussie Test team is starting to take shape. The first test match of the cricket summer will kick off tomorrow in Adelaide at 2.30pm local time. Why so late? Day and night. Yeah, it's one of those funky day-night test matches where they use a pink ball. Anyway, we're a little over 24 hours away from the first delivery of the four test series and there is still so many unknowns about the Aussie lineup. But yesterday, possibly sensing the nation's unease, Coach Justin Langer pulled back the curtain, firstly, on youngster Cameron Green's selection hopes. He's earned the right for selection through his performances in Sheffield Shield cricket. So if he's fit and available, then he'll make his test debut, which is very, very exciting for Australian cricket. OK, so as long as his noggin's sweet, Green is in. But if Green's going to bat at six, then what happens to Matthew Wade? And what about our openers? David Warner and Will Pukowski are out injured, and Joe Burns could not hit water if he fell out of a boat at the moment. Who's going to open just? Ah, is Mr Wade set for a promotion perhaps? He's tough, mentally tough, physically tough. He's got good footwork. He's got the game for it. He can counter-attack like David Warner does, like a lot of the great openers do. They, they don't just have strong defence, but they counter-attack as well. So he can definitely do it. We've just got to work out what the makeup. The best makeup of our team's going to be. Nah, I sure you do, Justin. I've read between the lines, and I personally look forward to seeing Wadey walk out to open the batting for Australia tomorrow if we bat first. And if we don't bat first, the fans will get to see one of the final innings of the summer from superstar Indian captain Virat Kohli, who will depart after the first test in Adelaide to return to India for the birth of his first child. Peter Siddle is one of the great characters of Australian cricket. A country lad from Victoria who was a competitive woodchopper in his youth and is notable for his vegan diet that sees him now eat up to 20 bananas a day. But last night, at the age of 36, he wound back the clock for the Adelaide Strikers as he equaled the fourth best bowling figures in the history of the Big Bash against the Hobart Hurricanes. Got another one, that's a five-foot. Well, this game is all about execution, and we've seen it at its absolute best tonight for Peter Seale. Yep, looking like a man suffering a midlife crisis, sporting stupid sunglasses and bleached blonde hair, Siddle became the oldest player in the Big Bash to take a fifer and help restrict the Hurricanes to a meagre 146, a total the strikers easily hauled in courtesy of half-centuries to Jake Weatherald and captain Alex Carey. After Mark Hunt's accusations at Monday's press conference that Paul Gallen had injured his arm masturbating, it shouldn't have come as a surprise to anybody when yesterday's weigh-in for the Sydney Superfight descended into chaos as Hunt shoved Gallen into the backdrop and took a legit swing at his opponent. But apparently, it did surprise Gallen. Oh, it surprised me, I don't know. It's been, been pretty cool. You know, we've had still we're about to say and done what we're about to do, but yeah, that's a, that's a bit shocking, that. Hunt weighed in at 127 kilos. That's 24 kilos heavier than Gallon. For context, that's roughly the same weight differential if Storm winger Josh Adokar stepped into the ring against Raiders front rower Josh Papali. The fight, which happens tonight at Bankwest Stadium, is expected to do strong pay-per-view numbers, but it probably won't draw as many viewers as the fight we're about to talk about. 
Last week on The Scorecard, I shared the news that one of the greatest boxers of all time, Floyd Money Mayweather, was set to take on YouTuber Logan Paul in an exhibition fight next year after Logan called out Mayweather on social media. Well, turns out Logan's brother Jake also boxes. He's actually won two fights. Most recently, he knocked out former NBA player Nate Robinson on the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. undercut. By way of knockout and still undefeated, he is the problem child, Jake Paul! The 23-year-old Jake, who is also a YouTuber, isn't just boxing for fun. He has plans to make a career in the sport. And after that win over Robinson, Paul made it clear who he wants next. You know, Conor McGregor, Dylan Dennis, I'm going to knock them both out. The notorious Conor McGregor. He is not only one of the biggest names in combat sports, he's one of the greatest strikers in the history of the UFC. Oh, he slapped him! Conor McGregor is the new UFC featherweight champion of the world! Oh, unbelievable! And a man who has stood toe-to-toe in the boxing ring with Floyd Mayweather. So what could Jake Paul possibly offer up that would tempt McGregor into taking the fight? Well, yesterday, Jake posted this to his Instagram page, and I strongly warn you, strongly, that there is some very fruity language on the way. What the f*** is up, you Irish Good morning, Conor McGregor. I know you're probably beating up old dudes in a bar right now, or maybe you're jacking off because you're sick of your wife. I mean, she's a four, Conor. You could do a lot better, but happy Monday. My team sent you a $50 million offer this morning. The biggest fight offer you've ever been offered, but you're scared to fight me, Conor. You're ducking me because you don't want to lose to a YouTuber. You're 0-1 as a boxer. I'm 2-0 as a boxer. I just came off the eighth biggest pay-per-view event in history. But you want to fight Dustin Prober, who has less followers on Instagram than my dog. That's a fact. I'm not sure if you're fit to own a dog, Mr. Paul. But regardless of how the offer was made, $50 million to step into the ring might be something Connor can't turn down. I have an unhealthy obsession with spending money. But I have a healthy obsession with making it. And before we go, in case you missed it, because we almost did, Wallabies captain Michael Hooper won his third John Eagles medal yesterday, winning the award over winger Marika Corabetti by just three votes. The announcement was made with bugger all fanfare after Rugby Australia decided to release its various awards over a week, presumably because they didn't have enough cash left to host an official function after paying Israel Folau all that money to just go away. But don't let that take away from Hooper's achievements, as he, alongside Falau, becomes just the second player to win the award on three occasions. So cheers to you, Hoops. We'll still raise a glass to you, even if Rugby Australia is too tight to pay for the champagne. There's your fast fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 16th of December. While you've got your phone in your hot little hands and before you disappear onto whatever podcast or bit of music you've got queued up next, give us a five-star rating and a review. It'll send us into the new year with a bit of momentum so we can keep delivering the scorecard for you. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on the scorecard.